the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Welcome to Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. Hour number two is underway at eight minutes past ten o'clock. For being with us, we are always right, never left. We are always right, never wrong, right here on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. If you feel like you can prove otherwise, you know where to find us: two one six nine zero one zero nine four five or eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. Today is the twenty first morning of the first month of the year of our Lord twenty twenty two. That makes it the first day of the next year of hell. Uh, imposed upon this country by one Joseph R. Biden and one Kamala Giggles Harris. Um, The first year was an abject disaster by every measurement, and that cuts across all political stripes, all of them. Looking at the Politico Morning Consult poll, which is a left-wing organization Politico, which means they probably push-polled it anyway, asking for grades for Brandon, President Brandon. 11%, 11% gave him an A. Those 11% are, well, I probably won't use the word I want to use here to describe those individuals. Uh, let's just call them dyed-in-the-wool socialists. They're the only ones who could possibly give the destruction of this country an A. 20% gave him a B. Nearly a third of the country put him in the C or D category. 18% say C, 12% say D. The highest percentage of Americans grading Joe Biden, 37% said he failed in his first year. He failed. He failed when it comes to inflation. He failed when it comes to energy. He failed when it comes to foreign policy. He failed when it comes to keeping Americans safe. He failed when it comes to securing our southern border and maintaining our sovereignty. He failed when it came to keeping supplies in American stores and shelves. He has failed at every turn. And now we start year number two. If this country is to be resurrected, if this country is to be reclaimed, again, I try to use that vernacular, not saved, because saved would indicate it's still within our grasp. It's not. It's been totally taken over by the socialists. We are not the same free country we once were. If we want to reclaim it, it must be done this November. It absolutely must be done this November, or it's lost forever. That's just the reality of the situation. I told you we had to tread water for two years. Try to hold off the most egregious policies and legislation from the uh, Democrats in control and hold on until we can reclaim power in 2022. Well, we are, we are now 11 months away from that. I hope you are working every single day to make it happen because that's what we are tasked with. 
It is a free-for-all Friday, so I've got a lot of stories I would like to talk about, but I will defer to you. What question do you have? What comment do you have? What story do you want to speak on? By all means, it is free-for-all, 216-901-0945. We're going to go to Charlie, our politically incorrect mechanic out in Lakewood, Flakewood, if you will. Hey, Charlie, good to have you back. Go right ahead, sir. Morning, Bob. So uh, two things I was going to address. One was these uh, Satanists. Uh, first of all, the people like that, you have to remember those somebody like that. Char- Charlie, Charlie, I'm going to give you a chance. Yeah. Charlie, I'm going to give you a chance to catch your breath here for a second. It sounds like you're out of breath. You working in the no, garage right now? Sorry, that's okay. Uh, I actually in a plow truck. Oh, okay. Well, listen, before you continue, I'll let you catch your breath while I tell people who don't know what you're talking about, what we're talking about. Because an hour ago is when I talked about this, so people just turn the radio on. There's a um, school in uh, in uh, Lebanon, Ohio. It's Donovan Elementary School that is going to be hosting monthly after-school meetings run by the After School Satan Club. Uh, hosted by the Satanic Temple After School Satan Club. That's what it's called. According to the superintendent, they have no choice. It is not something that is school-sponsored or approved, but they have to use their facilities, or excuse me, have to rent their facilities to anybody who asks, or they have to, or they can rent them to nobody. And they do hold an evangelical club group there that does something uh, in, you know, pro-Jesus Christ after school. If they want to hold that, they have to allow the other as well, uh, or else they're guilty of discrimination. So they say it's in their policies and it's in the law that they cannot do anything about it, so they have to let it happen. Happen. Okay, now that everybody knows what in the world we're talking about, Charlie, go ahead. Okay, so I, if I remember correctly, in the letter that you read mm-hmm. from that group, they declared that they were not a religious or an organization or a theological organization. So in my view, I think that exempts them from being protected like that. However, I do agree with what the superintendent said. And that is how we should conduct our country. That even if you don't agree with some somebody says, I can't remember who said the quote, but if uh, while I may not agree with what you say, I will defend to the death your right to say it. Uh, well, you, there's no that, doubt. I mean that that's what that's what the First Amendment allows in this country. Clearly, you are absolutely. allowed you're allowed to say what you want, and indeed, you are allowed to host things that you want. But my problem, Charlie, of course, is is you know what we're talking about here is something that is devoted to. to I don't want to sit here and just uh, try to evil. Stop. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't want to sit here and just sound like this is good versus evil, but it kind of is. What we're talking about is teaching children to embrace um, a a culture of of evil, of hatred, of uh, of death, of destruction, of all of the worst things that we can imagine. So I guess my question, Charlie, is should the superintendent then just go ahead and say, since we can't have one unless we allow the other, we're allowing nothing. We're no longer going to rent out our facilities for outside groups. That's what I would do to keep them out. And that's an option, but, you know, a school like that, I'm not sure what that community is like, but they probably depend on that money from renting out that, those facilities. And yeah. and the best way to defeat evil is with good. So it's time to get every organization together that is the opposite of that and have them fill every other day available to rent that facility out. Well, you know, that that might be a little bit tougher to do, um, but what I would say that is possible, and I talked about this with somebody yesterday uh, who texted me about it, uh, is, is, is just have parents and, and you know, believers in, in Christ 
uh, or just believers in the Bible, our Judeo-Christian country, stand outside that place on the days, because they have the days outlined that they're having their meetings, stand out there with Bibles and try to deter children, grades one through five, and their parents from going in. You know, let them have their meetings and let them be empty. Let them to be te- let them to be preaching to their own evil choir. Don't let don't you know? Just let's just convince parents to do the right thing and keep their kids away from the school on those days. If we find a way to do that, keep them from showing up. Or if they go there, hand them Bibles on the way in. Tell them don't be fooled. You know, use this as your resource if you go in there to listen. We got to do things to minimize the damage they can do. If we can't shut them down, then we can you know at least convince parents and children not to go in and and give them their you know give them what they want, which is audience absolutely uh, that's a that's a good idea too uh if i got, you got a second for the yeah, other yeah thing? you got the other one go ahead okay okay so uh i i appreciate you having dolan on i really appreciate you going after him on those on those key issues uh i don't know what the heck he's talking about about none of his other opponents talked about china apparently he hasn't heard mike gibbons commercial uh that's been getting blasted all over the place lately Mm-hmm. And uh, all I can say about Senator Dolan is that when you don't vote for something because apparently you have a crystal ball that you can tell how the courts are going to rule on something if you were to vote for it, uh, that just makes you a coward. That doesn't make you a good legislator. And my, if if there was a, a picture of a rhino in the dictionary, his face would be standing next to it. He's a he's a female, uh, the male version of Gene Timken. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Charlie. Yeah, I, you know, I wanted to ask those questions, and thanks for the call, my friend. Get back to that plow on my butt, my buddy. Uh, Charlie's a good guy. He is my buddy for real. He works on my car too. Uh, <laughs> um, I had to ask him those questions because they were important to me. And whenever I talk to people, and they know that I interview Gibbons, and I interview Vance, and I interview interview Moreno, and I interview uh, um, uh, Josh uh, Mandel, and I and I interviewed Jane Timken once. That'll be the last time she'll ever come on. Uh, and I've interviewed Matt Dolan twice now. I think about this, so people know that I'm going to talk to him. And they have asked me that, Bob. Ask him why they caved when there are still Indian. Um, and Native American teams and mascots all over the country. Why did they cave into cancel culture? So I asked that because I was asked to ask him that. It's important to people. And it's important to me, too. It really is. And as I said to him, I think it's also important just to get a little bit of a a read, you know, a little bit of a litmus test. Why aren't you listening to the majority of your fans, the overwhelming majority of which said, keep the name Indians? And Chief Wahoo, but they abandoned Chief Wahoo a couple of years ago. So at least keep the name Indians that, you know, is so, so historical to us. Cleveland Indians means baseball. It doesn't mean indigenous peoples. It's, it's a baseball, you know, term, essentially. Um, and, you know, if you're not going to listen to the overwhelming majority of fans that wanted to keep Indians and you caved in and listened to the few fans who said, get rid of it because it offends some people, well, then how do I know if you're in the Senate, the United States Senate, you're not going to do the same thing? If the people who sent you there overwhelmingly say, we want you to vote this way on a piece of legislation, or we want you to sponsor this piece of legislation, and you do the opposite, that, that a few people who say, I'm offended by that, um, you know, that, that, that if you follow them instead of your, your majority, 
Well, then, are you really serving the people that sent you? Are you really serving your constituency? I had to ask him that. And they mean to be you know, rude about it, but it's a, it's a legitimate and fair question. As was the question on today, uh, 2022's March for Life in Washington, D.C., and I pray God right now, and I hope you'll join me in that, keep all of our demonstrators in support of life safe, because Lord only knows what nut jobs are going to be implanted um, you know, in, in, in those crowds, causing trouble, trying to stir things up, maybe a little bit similar to what happened with the agent's provocateur on January 6th. So I pray for safety for all of those there demonstrating in support of life, and I pray that God touches the hearts of our legislators and our judges and, and Supreme Court justices and does indeed um, uh, touch them and help them come to the realization that life should be protected. I'll leave it that. Leave it at that. Chris is calling us from uh, Shelby. Chris, you're on AM 1420. Hey, Bob. How you doing? I'm good, Chris. Thank you. Uh, okay, so there's a program. It's called LifeWise Academy. Mm-hmm. And uh, its strategy is, I'll just read off the website here. Okay. Uh, says the Supreme Court has spoken in, in 1952. SCOTUS ruled that students can be released from public schools during school hours to attend religious classes. So legal for decades, most people have never heard about release time, and you know the many benefits. You know, parents and community members. You know, you can pass along time-tested biblical principles, which we want. Um, schools are going to see improved classroom behavior, mental health, and ec- academic performance. And then three, the students, you know, they're going to gain understanding of the Bible, which has helped shape, you know, the hearts and minds of many people, you know, just throughout the centuries. So this is something that uh, we're going to do in Plymouth. Um, and it has to do, I'm going to just read off the website here. Um, it says LifeWise Academy is a released time religious instruction program, uh, which provides Bible-based character education to public school students. Under the RTRI law, students can be released from public schools during the school day to attend religious classes, provided the program is off-school property, privately funded, and parent-permitted. And uh, so what we did in Plymouth, the elementary school, it's all like one big campus, but right in front of the elementary school, uh, likewise, is purchasing that property. And they're going to put a building right there so the kids can just walk right across the parking lot, basically, during school Chris, hours. Chris, how many, uh, and, and, how many, how many uh, districts in Ohio are you aware of that, is, uh, that are using LifeWise? Uh, I don't know, but I know it's, it's kind of exploding right now. That's why yeah. I called in just uh, really, uh, like, I know London has it. Um, they had, like, first through fourth grade or first through fifth grade this year next year they're going to go you know first through 12th you know they're going to do all the grades um, okay and it, you know since it's off school property that's the key thing um you know it, it's privately funded you know either by churches or you know business people in the community just members of the community uh so i think this is a great way to counter that in, in lebanon you know that way 
I concur. I, I did not know about that law, and I apologize for interrupting you, but I got to take our break here. So I thank you for the phone call. I did not know about the law that says you have to provide time for children to go off of uh, school grounds during the school day to study their religion. I did not know that was a law. I'll have to look into that a little bit more closely. And I am looking at the website you're talking about right now, LifeWise Academy. I think it's a brilliant idea. It's not mandatory, obviously. You can't force religion into a school. I get it. But it gives people the option, gives students the option to go and study their faith as a part of their education, part of their school day. Uh, so I think it's a it's a brilliant idea, uh, and I look forward to learning more about it. Thank you, my friend. 1023, right back. In a world gone mad. You need something different. This is always right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. Gerard Butler scares me, by the way. <laughs> this is. This. <laughs> Love that movie, too, by the way. 1027. Always right on AM 1420. The answer. Let's go to uh, Medina. Lisa. Lisa Woods from Medina County Friends and Neighbors. Hi, Lisa. Hey, good morning. If Lisa Woods is on the phone, there must be a meeting tomorrow. Oh, there is, indeed. <laughs> uh, I, but I, I had to comment on the, uh, you know, the satanic thing going on there. That, that's really horrible, and, and that community really needs to rise up. I like your idea. They, they, they need people in front of that school and, and making sure the community is, is, knows what's going on and is totally turned off by that, because it is. Yeah, and the, the first one is next uh, Thursday, I think. It's Thursday the 27th, I believe. Uh, they've got the date, so they're announcing when they're going to have these kids there, the 27th and February 24th, March 24th, and on down the line through through May. So it's once a month. They're announcing the dates, and that should give people enough time and opportunity to organize and to be outside of that school, not being confrontational, not being rude, not starting problems, but you know, praying for and passing out maybe, uh, you know, little small handheld Bibles or something to children if anybody is actually considering. I can't imagine any parent walking their child into, you know, grades one through five, walking them into a satanic after school meeting. But if they did, uh, there should be, you know, there should be faithful parents and people and worshipers out there trying to do whatever they can to minimize that damage. Absolutely. Yeah, crazy. You can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. So <laughs> Elaine Connolly is going to be at the uh, at the Medina County Friends and Neighbors meeting tomorrow, right? Indeed, yep. Uh, tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. at the Thirsty Cowboy. She's going to be there. She's going to be talking about the China virus <laughs> and, um, and, and, and what we know now, what we can do to prevent uh, getting sick, what we should do if or if not uh, you've been vaccinated, and just kind of cover the basis. And we're also going to have a 10-minute presentation on the death penalty, just something to ponder. Um, I personally will look to the Bible to say, hey, uh, what should we do about the death penalty? But also, you know, why does it cost so much? So, so uh, it'll be informational, and that will be followed up with a longer meeting at the Republican headquarters on Wednesday of next week. And also I heard that uh, uh, Renacy's running mate will be stopping in, so we'll be able to briefly Nice, Joe Knopp. Jo- yes, yes. And as, as you know, um, 
there'll be plenty of candidates and it really helps to meet them personally, shake their hand, look them in the eye before you decide who you're going to vote for. And this gives that opportunity for folks to do just that. Absolutely. And Elaine Connolly, for those who don't know, is uh, one of the American Frontline Doctors Organization, the nurses group. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's so important because they're going to give you the facts and the truth and not the propaganda about where things stand right now with the uh, China virus. Uh, so Medina County Friends and Neighbors, tomorrow morning, 830 at uh, the Thirsty Cowboy in Medina. Lisa Woods uh, running the show as always. Lisa, thanks so much. Have a great event tomorrow. Thank you, Bob. All right, 10.30, we'll take our time out. We're going to come back. If you're on hold, stay there. I'll get to you as soon as we're done. But we are going to talk with Christina Hagen, our regular Friday commentator, and get her thoughts on where we are. Coming up next, always right, AM 1420, The Answer. left tune your radio to the right and find a voice of reason amid the liberal chaos always right with bob france on am 1420 the answer 1037 good friday to you thanks for being with us i count 23 minutes of outstanding awesome left in this broadcast we're going to make it count. I know we're going to get some awesome commentary now from our regular Friday guest, Christina Hagen, former Ohio State representative, joining us now on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Good morning, Christina. How are you? Good morning, Bob. I am great. Thanks for asking. Can you hear me okay this week? Uh, yeah, you sound just fine for now. As long as we're not on those earbuds <laughs> or speakers, <laughs> we're going to be way better. <laughs> um, All right. Good deal. Okay, Christina, I, you know, I, you and I talk, obviously, before we have our uh, segments each week, and we talk about what we want to cover because we have so many things to choose from. I didn't do this yesterday when we talked, um, so I'm going to do it now. I'm going to pull uh, put an audible here at the line of scrimmage and ask you about the March for Life. That one should be easy for you, obviously. I know how important this issue is for is to you. Um, but, you know, we finally have a 6-3 to three majority in the court that may. I'd never put anything past John Roberts. And I certainly don't know if I can trust Brett Kavanaugh anymore either. But we may have the right makeup of the court to finally undo the horrific uh, injustice that Roe versus Wade has done to millions and millions and millions of unborn babies since 1973. And today is the March for Life, as uh, you know, hundreds of thousands are going to descend on D.C. and try to make that message clear to this new court. Um, your thoughts on the March for Life today and on whether or not you think the Supreme Court will be swayed maybe this year in 2022? Yeah, this is, um, as you know, an issue that is leading for me. I mean, this is why I wake up in the morning is to protect the vulnerable and to advance protections to women and service to women. And I believe that this is our year in the life movement. This is the year that so many Americans have steadfastly prayed for, and we will see not an end to the horrific act of abortion, but I believe that this may be the year that the court has the conviction and constitutional grounding um, to elevate the opportunity for states to be sovereign and govern and um, dictate terms of protection for life. And so the March for Life should be immensely exciting. I'm envious. I'm not there. Um, however, myself and my loved ones and the people that I am blessed to serve alongside here at a pro-life ministry ICU mobile, 
Um, we are all lifting our brothers and sisters in Washington, D.C. at the march up in prayer. We are just praying for a hedge of protection around them, um, that their voices would be heard on behalf of the mil- many millions of voices that have been silenced violently by abortion. Um, I believe that, again, we cannot count on any man to do the right thing at all times. Um, but I am prayerful that, as you mentioned, with the 6-3 majority of the conservatives and uh, somewhat moderate Republicans that have been appointed by uh, Republicans past, I'm prayerful that we will see an overturning of Roe v. Wade. And again, not the end of abortion, but the opportunity for organizations such as the one that I am immensely blessed to serve in here, IC Mobile, um, to send help into the states that are going to create uh, what they call sanctuaries for the right to abort and kill children out of convenience, like California. Um, There are high rates of abortions in Florida. There are high rates of abortions in the Northeast and here at IC Mobile. Um, We're sending mobile medical help into those areas intentionally, strategically, because we are preparing for a post-Roe America. We are getting ready to meet women right where they are, serve them, share with them the truth and light and the opportunity to see exactly who it is that they're caring and who millions of Americans have been praying for. So I'm very excited for our brothers and sisters at the march, and I'm excited to see just what God has to be accomplished this year from those who love him and are willing to go out and serve him. I knew you would be able to to go off on that issue if I just brought it up because I knew how it was important Thank to you. you. But I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I did not know about your participation with that organization uh, that you work with so closely. So that's that's phenomenal, and that's so important. And uh, uh, I join you in uh, in being prayerful, as I said, not only for the effectiveness of the March for Life to you know touch the the minds and the hearts and maybe the souls of those who are going to make these decisions in the Supreme Court, but also for the safety of those who are there because you know you never know who's going to be infiltrating and who's going to be you know causing trouble in groups of peaceful people uh, trying to turn something violent in order to claim then that there was violence being committed by those peaceful actors so uh, I join you in that prayer as well okay um Two days ago, we saw why uh, that uh, Joe Biden hadn't given a press conference in over seven months. <laughs> and the reason was he is horrible at them. But then again, um, as I watched that, my takeaway wasn't you know just about his poor performance. Um, my takeaway was how could he give a good performance considering the material that he had to work with? Everything that is going on in the country right now, is negative. And I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. I'm being real when I talk about inflation and energy costs and the border and we talk about <clears throat> excuse me talk about cancel culture, talk about uh, free speech uh, disappearing. Uh we talk about uh, you know the supply chain disruption. I mean all, all of these things that you know that are going on right now are literally his responsibility. They're being laid at his feet. And um how is he going to make himself sound good? He tried he declared that he has outperformed expectations, but he's got no material there. How can he sound anything but bad? What was your takeaway? Well, first I'd say that any good public leader who's willing to accept reality and deal in the midst of reality and give information to Americans that is true has an opportunity to redeem themselves that they're willing to change their political strategy rather than their communication strategy. And we heard from Biden um, I'm sorry. Uh, the only I'm sorry we got from him is that he hasn't talked to us more. Um, and we're sorry that he talked to us at all yesterday because it basically um, just confirmed what the majority of Americans believe to be true, that his cognitive ability is not concrete, which is not only 
um, alarming for us as the leader of our country and the commander-in-chief, um, but it's, it's concerning. I mean, even amongst Democrats and independents, they do not believe him to be of sound mind. Um, and he believes the more he talks to people, the better he's going to be, but the more he talks to people, the better off the Republican Party is going to be. In fact, they could take on his campaign mission of just not showing up, and the more he's present, the more likely our strong outcomes in the next election cycle will be. And I think his party is also afraid of just that. He promised to be on the campaign trail in midterms, doubling down on their horrific agenda alongside his team. And I think most of them uh, are already running for the hills. We saw that with Stacey Abrams. But the reality is he apologized for not talking to us more. But he also said... That in regards to Afghanistan, nobody asked him about this. He brought, you know, he discussed Afghanistan and he said he makes no apologies. I'm sorry. That's astounding. To make no apologies for 13 American service members tragically killed at the airport because of his mishap in handling and managing the most serious withdrawal um, of our of our United States military in the history of my lifetime. You have no apology for the men and women who will never come home to their families you have no apology for our allies that were abandoned and left to be hunted down and killed by the taliban you have no apologies for the little girls that are being pulled into marriage agreements with islamist militant perverts you have nothing you can apologize for that's dead wrong and then well well well, that's that's because he refuses to acknowledge the aspect that people are critical of which is then not the decision to pull out you know a lot of people president trump said he wanted to pull out too everybody said let's get out of afghanistan but but to do it the way he did it in such a haphazard way not removing all of the equipment first not removing all of the civilians first just to pull the troops out and then oh my gosh now we got to scramble to get everybody else out as the taliban moves its way in it was just i mean it's it's like a bad comedy a bad bad you know movie i mean um you know he's, he's playing the role dangerous. of just the doofus the doofus in charge and it's in and yes it cost american lives and then to call a potential russian invasion of ukraine a minor incursion that we would you know we'd look at it and essentially rolling out the carpet for a full-scale military assault by a totalitarian or totalitarian regime against their democratic country while there are families sitting there hanging on his every word, and we're, it, it's unimaginably reckless what he has done. And the safety of our allies is now at stake. And then he has Kamala Harris and Jen Psaki clean up batting for him. You sent Kamala Harris to fix your wrong on this issue <laughs> and to exude strength for the United States of America. I'm watching this on the news this morning, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding I mean, this is the person that Americans take least seriously. Um, second to Joe Biden is Kamala Harris, and you sent her up to clean up that for you on a foreign affairs issue of great magnitude of national security, and this is who we have exuding strength, as a lady who couldn't even visit the border while we're being mauled by our enemies and terrorists that are sending mass immigration into our country, and they're supposed to take that seriously. They're doing every bit of that. Let, let me get one more quick question on the Biden press conference. The other issue that to me that was just so astounding, as the Democrats continue to condemn and criticize President Trump and his supporters for what they call the big lie about a stolen election or an illegitimate election, he actually said that we don't know 
if the November midterm elections will be legitimate. He said those words. He said it all depends on whether or not uh, you know they're able to pass their voting rights bills, which, of course, are not voting rights bills. We already have voting rights. These are voting law change bills. But he said, literally, that, that calls into question the legitimacy of the elections before the elections have ever happened. And that tells me, number one, he's conceding. He knows they're going to lose, which is why he's setting that up. But but how does that square with demanding that Republicans accept election results when he is already disputing them before, you know, 11 months before the vote? It squares because the media is already has been and will always be in the bag for the Democrat Party. They will full on promote and support and echo everything that this president says, regardless of how much it lacks truth. Um, they're blaming the Republicans for their inability uh, for a Democrat-controlled trifecta to pass a voting rights or a voting rigging bill. So they're saying if they can't rig the elections, then they can't win the elections. And that's probably true. But like you said, um, no fraud could have possibly occurred. It was ludicrous, audacious. How dare the former president make those accusations or cast those concerns, even though ballots were being uh <laughs> taken away in the middle of the night elections are being frozen we saw things that we've never seen in our lifetime occur in this last presidential election and now they're telling us unless we allow them to pass these voter rigging bills then we are setting ourselves up for the republicans to steal the next election it takes um zero sense at all to recognize that they will lie to us every turn of the way and that it has to be grounded in zero truth because they've got the full press repeating their lies Christina Hagan, former Ohio State representative, is our guest. One more quick one, Christina. You and I kind of uh, kicked this around a little bit. Speaking of of lying and not telling the truth, we have the CDC. Um, you know, the the um, Prime Minister of England, Boris Johnson, said yes, uh, maybe it was Wednesday or whatever, that they are easing all of their national coronavirus restrictions or their COVID restrictions because they recognize Omicron is virtually harmless, it's a cold, and what they have done to the people there cannot be done any longer. Uh, I'm kind of wondering when the CDC is going to acknowledge the same thing and say, you know what, we really thought the vaccines would work. They didn't. They don't. They don't provide protection. People who have double-vaxxed and boosters are still getting the same thing that unvaccinated people are getting. We're going to ease this, recognize that it is endemic, and we're going to just deal with it the way we do flu. People who get sick will get treated, and people who don't get sick, are, you know, people who uh, get it and recover are going to have natural immunity, and we're going to go on with our lives. Why is it that other nations can figure this out, but we can't? Because we're leading the big lie. This country is leading the big lie. You know, Boris Johnson at least announced that their government will never, ever again mandate masks anywhere. And also they trust the judgment of the British people. How nice. Um, that would be such a relief to hear an American leader or American leaders that are currently running the White House um, and the legislative branch admit that the American people have better judgment at this point than the CDC. Um, I noticed that even the lead doctor of the WHO is saying now uh, young children, children under 18 should not be getting a booster. Um, why are we not hearing that out of the CDC? A lead doctor of the World Health Organization is saying that these young, healthy people shouldn't be getting double boosters, especially when they have natural immunity. It's just it's crazy. They were doing everything that is anti-health. And instead, when our president is asked about COVID, while other countries are rolling things back um, and asked if things will look normal a year from now in his presser, he doubled down on unvaccinated Americans and essentially moved the goalposts yet again. And even though places, the most liberal places on earth, like Starbucks, have thrown in the towel, 
He says that it won't end until America vaccinates not only the unvaccinated of America, but the entire world. Who's going to pay for that? Who's going to pay for the health implications of this? We are. We're going to pay for the health implications. We're going to pay for the financial implications. Um, I was looking at just some of the fatality numbers. I was just um, going to say, who's going to pay for the funerals of of the number of people who die from these? Yeah. Exactly. And they know they know that this vaccine is a failure. The CDC knows this. The media knows this, that they work constantly to bury these facts, which reveal the obvious reality that we're seeing things that we've never seen before. Dramatic increases in deaths of 18 to 49 year olds in the United States of America. Um, And the majority of these deaths not associated with COVID-19 disease. So what exactly is happening and why can't anyone point to why other than the obvious variable that has changed in our way of life? And that is jamming people with untested um, shots without long-term data. I mean, this is a horrendous nightmare that we are now living and walking through. And our own government, um, our own CDC is lying to us and bearing facts and delaying for us to get the real truth about what's going on. All no. Americans should be up in arms and asking questions and pushing back. It should really say something that the inventor of the mRNA technology, Dr. Robert Malone, has been canceled by the scientific community and told, you don't know what you're talking about because he doesn't want his own invention to be continued to continue to be forced into people's arms. Harm he knows people. how dangerous, exactly. it is, how dangerous it is. Exactly right. Christina Hagen, always a pleasure to hear your voice. Thank you so much for uh, your strong support of the marchers today as well and for everything that you do. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Awesome. God bless you. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, and you as well. That's Christina Hagen. It's 1053. i got time for a couple. Let's get them in now. 216-901-0945 as we wrap it up on Always Right, AM 1420, The Answer. There's evil in the hand, in the sky, and the on the bloodshot streets. Always right with Bob France on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Oh, this is one of my favorites. But that ain't getting us Celebrating and commemorating the life of Meatloaf, who uh, passed away yesterday or overnight. We found that out this morning. Very, very sad. By the way, I've got even more sad news. I don't know if you heard this one yet, but literally during my interview with Christina Hagen, I got notification across my screen that said comedian Louis Anderson has passed away at the age of 68. So Meatloaf and Louis Anderson, less than a day apart, uh, really just a few hours apart. Just again, kind of a sad, sad statement and a, and a big loss to our culture. Big loss to our music and our comedy culture. Uh, let's get a couple more in here. Charlie in Westlake wants to talk about China. Hey, Charlie, go ahead. Hey, Bob. Great show. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll miss, I, I sing karaoke. I always sing when these guys die. So I'll do a Meatloaf song tonight, guaranteed. Uh, that's what I do. That's but hey, idea. I'm watching these these videos from Philadelphia, Kensington, all these people dying of fentanyl. And I start thinking, I go, this is like a repeat of the opium wars that England had against China. 
China's pushing this fentanyl on us. We've lost 100,000 people last year, mostly fentanyl, counterfeit pills. I lost my best friend and my mother-in-law last year, part of that 100,000. They're pushing these pills, and it's pushing the homelessness problem, too. It's like they're destabling our society, and we're not doing you're, you're, you're right. That is, that is exactly right. People, th- and thanks for the call. People think that the, uh, fentanyl coming into this country, because it's coming across our southern border, originates in Mexico. It doesn't. So much of it does indeed originate in China. And you're right about the pills. I've seen stories of teenage boys thinking they were taking Oxy or some other prescription painkiller, which, of course, uh, you know, gives a high. It's super dangerous. And then to come to find out they're dead because it was fentanyl. It was not whatever the drug they thought they were taking is. The lesson, of course, is stay away from all drugs, but you understand the point. Charlie, thank you. That's going to be the last call because we are out of time. Thanks to my guests. Thanks to the staff. Thanks to you for listening. Have a safe weekend. Let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.